This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Josh Little, welcome to the show. Oh, it's so great to be here, Mark. Let's talk productivity. Yeah, let's talk about productivity. And I'm really interested in what we're going to talk about in the show today. Saving the world from death by meetings. I can't wait to get into that. But before we do, I want you to take about 30 or 45 seconds. Tell the listener who you are and what do you do? Well, I'm Josh Little. I'm the CEO and founder of Volley, which, as Mark said, is aiming to save the world from death by meetings by allowing you to share simple video messages with your coworkers. They can respond in their own time and you can chat back and forth asynchronously. It's all of the, the richness of talking with the flexibility of, of texting, kind of a beautiful thing. So that's what we're focused on working on. I myself, um, a, a serial entrepreneur, Volley is my fourth SaaS startup. Um, so I love, I love building software companies and uh, that's been kind of the passion of my career. Excellent. I just finished reading um, Cal Newport's book, A World Without Email. I love the writing. Cal Newport writes books I wish I would have written, uh, yep. Deep Work, Digital Minimalism. And he talks about you know how email has become a distraction. Do you remember when you got your first email? You couldn't wait to get email. And now we've come 360 and like, please don't send me any more email. We just come 360 now. Right. Yeah. We can't get away from it. Even, even great products have, you know, like Slack was aiming to kill email. Now I still have exactly as many, if not more emails. Um, so <laughs> it's like a weed that you can't uh, stop growing. I, I would love for Volley to um, be an email inhibitor, uh, but uh, it's, it's a pretty strong weed. Yeah. I think it's funny. You have to have an email address to sign up for Slack. What? <laughs> it just yeah. kinda, you're supposed to be an email killer, but you need an email to sign up. I think uh, that's, that's interesting. Now, let's talk about death by meeting. I want to get really ready in the subject today because I remember I was fired from corporate America back in July 2005. And the last company I worked for, I, I was an inventory control coordinator in an offsite warehouse. And so when they had a meeting at the main hospital complex, I would have to get in my car, drive over to the main hospital complex find a parking spot, go to the elevator, go up to the front, sign in, go to the floor, get to the meeting. And of course, that took about 45 minutes. You walk in the meeting. Of course, they never start on time. And then you got to have the social hour. You know, everybody's getting the coffee and the Danish and the donuts. And, and then they review what happened last meeting. Uh, couldn't you send me the meetings? And then, then we have the meeting and then everybody says goodbye. And then they have to reverse the process. And I lose a half a day. And, and I will tell you probably 90% of the meetings I went to now, I wasn't a C-level person, but I'm like, this is an utter waste of time. They could have sent me an email. So let's talk about that. Absolutely. You're talking about all of the inefficiencies of meetings. You've got to get in the same place. You have to stop what you're doing, i.e. Cal Newport, right? You, you've got to break your deep work to go to this meeting. You've got to get to the right place. You've got to um, wait for others to arrive. You got to, in today's world, you got to deal with technical difficulties, then the meandering of the conversation, the small talk. And we haven't even talked about the people that don't need to be there yes. and also the people that won't shut up and let other people talk, <laughs> right? There's just so much bad behavior around this death by meetings culture. But what is the alternative is the problem. Uh, we, we need to talk in order to move work forward. That, that hasn't changed. If, if that changed, then when we all went remote, we would 
We wouldn't have Zoom fatigue, but Zoom fatigue is evidence that we still need to talk. Even if we're remote, we have to collaborate. We have to get face-to-face. Written communication will inevitably fail for certain topics or subjects or purposes. So if we need to talk to move work forward, you only have two options. You can either jump on a call or set up a meeting, and that can either be virtual or in a room. And And both of those have all of the inefficiencies we just talked about. So with Volley, we're we're trying to create a way for you to talk without time or place being involved, to talk without interrupting. So with Volley, you just say what you need to say and move on with your day and your coworkers can respond on their time. Now that might be eight seconds later, it might be 80 seconds later or eight minutes later. It, It doesn't matter when, because most topics... Like 95% of topics in business aren't extremely time bound. Like it has to be decided this minute, this hour. It's things we're working on this month, this quarter, this week, you know, and we, we want time to, to move as fast as possible, but it, it, we don't have to take turns in conversation while the other person is present. Meaning I listen to you while you talk, you listen to me while I talk. Um, while that's great and I can sort of read you, that also might change my message because I am reading you and maybe uh, did you like what I just said and and you you have to also kind of judge and suss uh, like when is he going to stop talking because I have a question and I want to ask that question and I, I know that I have to ask that question within 200 milliseconds or he's going to think this is an awkwardly <laughs> long pause so so this thing called conversation it is very powerful it's much more powerful than written communication but it, it It is a hard thing. So when we found with Folly, when we break up the turns in a conversation, when we allow you to say what you need to say and me to respond how I need to respond um, and allow time and space to, to be separated, we get all kinds of magical things that happen. Uh, I can listen to you on 2X and you can listen to me on 2X. That just doubled our productivity, right? Nice. And um, I can take time to think about your response. Not, I, it's not that I have to respond within 200 milliseconds or you're going to think I've made an awkwardly long pause. I can take two minutes, 10 minutes. And research shows I'm just going to come up with a much more thoughtful and brief response, unlike a podcast where I'm just talking on the fly, right? Yeah. Um, so, so there's all kinds of uh, great things. We actually think by, by breaking up the turns in a conversation, we've, we've invented better conversation for the workplace. You said something in the very beginning there uh, about do people really need to be at the meeting? And I read with other fascination, Walter Isaacson's book, Steve Jobs. And he told the story about he was doing, and I think it was the iPad or the iPhone or something like that. He was having a meeting, like four or five people were in there. And he's in there talking. And all of a sudden he stopped and he looked at this poor lady, this poor woman. He goes, who are you? <laughs> and he goes, oh, my, my boss here uh, told me to come along. He goes, we won't be needing you. And he waited for her to leave. She picked up her stuff and, and she kind of, you know, timidly walked out of the room. But Steve only wanted the people who needed to be there. And I think one of the problems I remember when I was in corporate America, it's people would invite, well, invite everybody. No, everybody doesn't need to be at your meeting. And I think people are erring on the side of, let me make sure I get everybody instead of taking the time to make sure I get who really needs to be there. Absolutely. Well, what if you could have both? What if you could include everyone that may need to be included, but then that person can sort of self 
monitor and and audit that meeting, so to speak. Like I'm listening into dozens of conversations and my team, like the, the team at Volley that I don't necessarily need to be in what the, what our iOS team is doing today, but I, I kind of want to keep a pulse on things and I'm listening to everything on 2X and I skip forward. So that's kind of the beauty is you, you could have them both. We do want to include people if they need to be included. But a lot of times when you're, you're including that person for their like 90 seconds of of fame, and then you're you're holding them captive for the rest of the the hour that that they don't need to be there, and that's why you know I've I've forgotten the stat some something like high seventies percent of people multitask in meetings, like they're sitting in a meeting, but they're also slacking and they're emailing, they're you know. Uh, on Amazon or whatever the heck else they're doing. Hey there, it's Mark, and I want to invite you to become a Mark Stuchowski Insider and get the top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. Mm-hmm. And of course, multitasking doesn't work. That's been proved by, proven by neuroscience. And what I see, I hate going on Zoom calls because the person's going blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I here? And so I will actually turn my video off and I'll like do some email and stuff like that because they can tell you're still there. But I think people really need to stop. First of all, do you need to have a meeting to begin with? Okay, let's start at the very beginning. Now, I... I haven't been in corporate America, like I said, since 2005. So I don't know what it's really like out there now in the corporate world. Are they having tons and tons of meetings now on Zoom as everybody's having these meetings? I mean, maybe you have a better pulse on that than I would. Oh, absolutely. It's back to back. I mean, that's why there's hundreds of articles of Zoom fatigue on Zoom fatigue and how to combat that. And while those are well-intentioned articles, they're saying things like, oh, have a Zoom happy hour. Oh, turn your camera off. Get up and walk around. Do a 25-minute meeting instead of a 30-minute meeting. And while those are well-intentioned, I I think they're all just aiming at talking less. And Mm -hmm. The answer isn't in talking less. We need to talk. That's been established. You know, written communication is not enough to move work forward. Um, the answer is in talking different, which is which is what we hope to have invented here with with Volley. And you mentioned the multitasking doesn't work. That's an interesting observation that we've made. Is with with an asynchronous video messaging tool like Volley, you can you can be all in on the sending and all in on the receiving. You know, when when you're talking, I don't know when you're going to stop talking. Therefore, I kind of have to develop my response to your your comments or your thoughts on the fly. So while you're talking, I'm not completely listening to you. I'm listening, but I'm also thinking about what am I going to say next or how will I respond or how do I feel about this, right? But with Volley, I don't have to do that. I can be all in on listening to what you have to say and know that I don't have to respond in 200 milliseconds. And you can be, and then I can be all in on the message that I'm giving to you, not trying to read you, not trying to appease or whatever. I'm just going to, you know, respond or answer the question however it needs to be answered. So uh, hopefully we're we're kind of getting around that multitasking thing and then taking meetings off the table so you don't have to multitask in meetings either. Yeah. So I'm assuming that at one point you used to be part of corporate America. Yeah, for sure. I worked at three Fortune 500 companies in sales and marketing. So tell us uh, one story of a meeting that was like absolutely horrible. Maybe it was a meeting planner. Maybe it was a structure. Share that story with us to bring it, make it really real for us. Mm, well, we're talking about ancient history now, like 15 years ago. Yeah, me too. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, it, it, the, there was one experience. It wasn't a specific meeting, but I remember someone leaning over to me in the morning, a coworker of mine, and he showed me his, uh, it was a trio or a, a palm or whatever it was at the time. And he said, I'm back to back all day. And he wasn't saying it as like a lamentation, like this is terrible. He was, he was kind of bragging about that. He was kind of <laughs> saying, look how important I am. People want to talk to me. I'm back to back all day. And how many times have you heard something like that? Just like, oh, I'm slammed. I might have 15 minutes at 3.30. What are we doing? <laughs> Is this nonstop parade of meetings work? Is this really moving work forward? And don't you have work to do your own work. When the heck do you get that done if you're back to back to back all day? So we're hoping when to people, break that cycle. Yeah. When people brag to me, they're like, oh, I got back to back all day. I'm my, what I ask them is like, why? Like, what do you mean? Why? I'm like, why would you want that? I'm like, right. I, I like Cal Newport talks about deep work. You can't be in deep work when you're on a, in a meeting or a zoom call. And so when people say, oh, let's hop on a zoom call. I'm like, why? What, what is the purpose before I, I agree to the Zoom call. What are we going to do? How long is it going to last? Because I don't want to get there and say, hey, how's it going? Nice weather having. I got work to do. Like you just said, I got work to do. And so before I hop on a call with someone, I'm very crystal clear of the purpose. And I think people need to get clarity when they're going to have a meeting, whether it's one-on-one -on -one with somebody or whatever you're doing, you need to get clarity. And you know, I, I know people love meetings or like you just said, lot, some people genuinely love meetings. They feel important, but a lot of people are just the opposite. They're like, oh, please, no more meetings. I don't want any more meetings because it affects my work. And, you know, certainly technology is, I don't know, taking two steps forward, one step backwards. I mean, we're going in the right direction, but it seems like everyone wants to get on a Zoom call now. And I'm like, oh, why? And I think clarity has got to be really um really at the forefront of uh, next time you have a Zoom meeting, why do you want to have it? Really understand, not just because, like, let's say you have a, a weekly meeting. All right. Why do you have a weekly meeting? As long as you have a, a solid purpose and it fits the bill, fine. But if you're just having a weekly meeting because everyone in your industry has a, a weekly meeting, I think you should revisit that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, my assertion would be the reason we're having that, the reason that we have to do it is because we have to talk. And we know that. We instinctually know that. If we try to cover this topic in email, it's going to take weeks. If we try to put this in Slack, I'm, I'm going to get carpal tunnel, right? <laughs> There's a lot of ground we need to cover. We're naturally elite athletes at this thing called conversation communication. We're seven to eight times faster speaking than we are composing a written message. And with wow. these big thumbs, I'm way faster than I can type on my phone. Right. Um, so, so we're just, if we're, if we're writing to our coworkers, if we're typing, we're choosing to do something we're seven to eight times less productive at less efficient at. So we know this, we feel this, we just haven't just, we haven't put a word around this, this, we just need to talk. Mm -hmm. And when you need to talk, what we're trying to insert uh, is volley in that place. And, and what we like to say is we've bought the lot between Slack and Zoom. And most people are like, well, I didn't even know there was a lot available there. <laughs> and and we're like, yeah, but that's because you're stretching Slack to do things it shouldn't. And when you've gone back and, back and forth 48 times in the last 10 minutes, that you shouldn't be doing that. And now you're going to get inundated with more and more and more notifications. And you're also stretching Zoom to do things that it shouldn't. Yeah. These forced fun, happy hour, water cooler sort of things. 
And just anytime you need to talk, it doesn't need to happen. Like I said, high 90% of, of uh, meetings are just because we need to have a conversation. That's it. Meetings are just a, a placeholder for a conversation to happen. And if you really are trying to have a conversation, I've got a way that is much more efficient and much more timely. Like, why are we waiting ne- till next Thursday at 3.30 to brainstorm? Yeah. Our, the likelihood of me being creative at next Thursday at 3.30 is very, very, very low. But when I took a shower in the morning, I had a, a spark of an idea. And when I was walking the dog at night, I had another idea. So we need to unleash creativity from the calendar and let creativity and, and thoughtfulness and responsiveness happen outside of time or place. And, and that's what really what we're trying to do with, with this product. Now, we also live in a global society. So if you have a team in Paris and Milan and Japan and they may be sleeping when you have that inspiration. And like you say, you do the via video message. Then when they wake up and they've had their coffee and they walk the dog and they're awake, then they reply to you because you made a really good point, uh, Josh. I want to make sure people, you know, don't miss this, that most things you need to talk about are not like the house on fire. We need to get another hose up on the second floor. This is stuff that you're probably working on the project. You don't need an immediate reply. And I think that we are experiencing FOMO and we think we, I text Josh. Well, he's not, I don't see the three little dots. He's not replying to me, but it was just a simple question. It doesn't have to do with something urgency. And I think we, we've gotten this habit where everything is becoming urgent. Everything's urgent. And it's like, no, is it really urgent? And I, I think we need to take a step back and go, okay, how important is this? And so what I try to do, I, my, what I'm trying to do with my communication, I say, look, at, if I send you an email or I send you like a, a text message, I'll say, listen, if you can get back to me in the next couple of days, it's great. So I'm trying to set the boundary to let you know I don't need immediate response because people get that and they'll like, they won't like do the research. They'll just like, oh, I think it's this. No, take a couple of days. Find out the real answer, because if you give me an I think answer and it turns out to be wrong, then I need to go back and forth, back and forth to get the right answer. And so I think people need to realize that most of what we're talking about is not mission critical. I mean, it doesn't need to be done in a second. And I think people need to hear your call because I've never had anybody on the show to talk about this. And I think it's really important. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, we, we hope we've stumbled on something. And it's certainly not the end-all, be-all solution for all needs to talk. And I want to make that clear because there are things that Volley is not good for. So things, emotionally charged conversations, hiring, fi- you know, like accountability conversations. Yeah, fire someone about a probably, video message. That's not good. Yeah, <laughs> you should do that sucker live. Like if, if, there, if you're going to send, just like a text message, if you're going to send the text and then constantly worry, like, what are they thinking? When are they going to respond? You've used the wrong medium, right? You should have done that synchronously or live. Um, so we found, yeah, emotionally charged conversations and then anything that either has a tight feedback loop or is extremely time bound. So if you're going like a, a planning meeting where a backlog refinement where you're going back and forth and six people are weighing in every three seconds, it's not going to be great asynchronous. You're not going to enjoy that. It's, it's going to be less efficient. Just get in a room, talk about what you need to talk about for 45 minutes and and, and move on. But yeah, I, w- I want to make it clear. It's not like every every meeting can now be a volley conversation, but I will say 90% could easily be. And we, we're hearing from teams 
you know, Volley is easily replaced four to five hours of meetings for us. Four to five hours, you know, that's like, that's like 10% of your productivity freed up. What are you going to do with that time? What are you going to move forward that you could? Like four to five hours for us is a huge win. Now we, we think that number can be a lot higher, but that is at least a starting point, right? Hey, I now have an affiliate program where you can earn up to 30% commission just for referring people to my paid program. To find out more, go to mrproductivity.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and click the link. I love it. Well, let me tell you, in this conversation we've had, we've talked a lot. Uh, You know, I'm sure you've gotten the listener thinking and if there's any leaders listening to the show, I'm sure you got them thinking. But what I want to do now is I want to give you an opportunity to ask me you know, one or two questions. Doesn't have to be about meetings. Doesn't have to be about productivity. This is called Mic Swap. It just gives me an opportunity to keep the, the shawl sharp, to use uh, Stephen Covey. Not really what he's talking about. That's what I'm paraphrasing is. And so and it also entertains my audience because I have no idea what you're going to ask me. So, Josh, you're the temporary host of the show. Go right ahead. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you two questions. And one we talked about just briefly before we started the podcast, which is about notifications. And I know you you write a lot about and, and speak a lot about productivity. Notifications, we get notifications from email, from Slack, uh, all of the apps that we have. Um, how can we reduce notifications in order to get to this deep work? What, what would you coach or counsel on that regard? I am not a zero notifications guy, but I am a minimal notification guy. Now, we already talked in the show about, okay, what's mission critical? Do you need to be notified from every Slack notification or email? I mean, everybody listening to this conversation needs to look at their notifications and go, do I really need this? Chances are probably no, but you want it because you feel like you're informed if you do. And I encourage people, if you're not sure turn off the notification. And if you don't, you know, suffer a breakdown, then leave it off. If you are feeling unsure, turn it back on again. But people have way too many notifications turned on. And if you just start the process of turning the most annoying ones off first, you're going to start feeling more inner peace. So again, let me repeat myself. You need to figure out what is mission critical. Okay. Like for me, I have weather apps turned on, my calendar turned on, but if I'm going to like spend an hour reading, I put my phone on do not disturb because I don't want to be disturbed. I want to read. I don't want to be hearing my phone go ding every five minutes because I have to keep reading the same sentence over again. So that's my answer. That's good. Yeah. Be deliberate. Experiment. A, a lot of people probably aren't even sure how to turn the notifications off on their phone or their desktop, but you can, <laughs> you can smartly edit those things. And I've done those ex- experiments as well. And they've, they've yielded fruit for sure. Okay. Uh, next question. Um, I know you haven't used Volley yet as a product, but just based on the little that you know, and, and the, the, the amount that you know about productivity, how would you coach or counsel the team to start using a tool like this? What, what would your advice be to someone? Well, I would, I, I'm a open-minded person. So I always tell someone, if you see a new tool, then you need to go investigate if you think it's going to serve your need. So I remember when I was in corporate America and we had a, a, a I forget what they call it, an inventory control system. And they replaced it. They didn't even ask the end user. They just, the, the C-suite replaced it because of something new and shiny. And because it didn't involve us, it took months for us to get back to where we were before. And I would say whether it's Volley or any other app, don't just jump into it. 
maybe try it out, do some investigation. So many people are throwing, oh, Volley's the latest app, and they download it, and they say, we're going to do this in the company, and then you haven't involved most of the people, and they're like, so I got forced to do it, and then people stop using it, they go back to the old way. So I think people need to be very intentional about whatever app you you use and say, is this going to serve my mission? Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, you have a small business, a Fortune 500 company, you need to say, okay, is this going to help or hinder? Because to your point, there's things that Volley does and doesn't do. Okay. Every app, there's things Zoom doesn't do. There's things Slack doesn't do. So I would encourage you to think out what do you need the app to do? And does this app do or fill most of what you need to do? A lot of people don't take that extra time to figure that out. They just jump in, buy it and go with it. And they go, oh, well, I'll try to make it work. It's not really serving the purpose, but we already spent the money for it, which I think is utterly silly. But it's a great, great question, by the way. No, sir. And what's surprising to me, even though you haven't used the app, you called it spot on. Anytime I hear a user say, well, Josh, we canceled all of our meetings and we downloaded Volley and I just, I cringe because I'm like, oh no, that's a recipe for certain disaster. It's, it's not going to work. There's, you, you've got hundreds of years of behavior ingrained in here. We've got, um, all kinds of friction to overcome. But I think what you said is really smart. And and that's what I tell our users. Just replace one thing. If you have a daily standup or an update, replace that thing. Just say, we're going to do this one thing on Volley. Um, whether that's a brainstorm or, you know, one-on-ones is an, a, another good candidate. Like, we're just going to do our one-on-ones this week because why are one-on-ones scheduled? Why aren't those on demand and ongoing, right? So if you do that and then you start you start to go back and forth, it, it might take 10, 20 volleys. We're not exactly sure when that aha moment hits, but there will be an aha moment where you're like, oh my gosh, these are better than any live conversation we're having. And I can take them anytime that I want and respond and I can listen to you and oh my gosh, why, why wouldn't we have other conversations in this way? We should do this and we should use it for this. And that's usually what's happened. So scorched earth approach is never a great strategy. So well, speaking of volley, where can we go to find out more about it? Go to volleyapp.com, V-O-L-L-E-Y-A-P-P.com, and you can download it on uh, iOS, Android, and we have Mac and PC apps as well for the desktop. Okay. Well, Josh, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was fascinating to talk about death by meetings with you, and I really appreciate your time and your insights. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stuchowski Insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. Absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.